Now, here's Sharon McNamara. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. I have Jesse Manning the phones. Good morning, Jess. Hello. How's everybody doing? How's Frank? Oh, he's doing good. Oh, good. Awesome. He's over one now, right? My dad? No, no. no I'm just kidding. His name's Frank, too. Uh, no, <laughs> My dad's, no, <he's>, too. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, no, he is just about seven months now. Awesome. Well, congratulations. He'll be walking soon. If you have any questions for us today, Jesse, as I said, will be manning the phones. We are here today with the one and only Mark Styles from Styles & Associates. Haven't seen you in a while, my friend. No, we've missed you, Sharon. Thank I you know. for having us. Yeah, I love seeing you guys. You guys pop around the office and come to our holiday parties and stuff like that. So we're going to be talking all things law, all things real estate today. You can call us at 781-837-4900. If you have any questions regarding real estate, law in particular, you have the guy right in front of us here that can answer all the questions. Do you love it when I call with my own little questions? We do love it, Shannon, because your questions (laughs) usually lead to good business transactions. So we'll take your call every time. I'm a little over the top. I know I probably drive you and Emmanuel crazy sometimes, but I'd rather be right than have somebody sued. Well, as we say, just like in third grade, there's no question that's a dumb question. You yeah. know, ask the question before you make the mistake, right? But uh, Absolutely. Yours are usually very unique and complicated <laughs> questions because obviously you know the answers to the most simplistic yeah. questions. Well, you guys are great over there. You know, I love you guys and Emmanuel. And I think that, that you have somebody else also. So why don't we just get everybody freshened up about who you are, where you're from. I liked seeing you in a little bit of casual gear today. What's up with that? Well, I'm uh, coaching baseball. Nice. Our Marshfield 11 start their Cal Ripken tournament. Six o'clock on Monday night, actually, Sharon. So if anyone's around down at the recreation fields, I heard... uh, them talking about the senior center earlier on the earlier show. Yeah. Our rec fields are right behind there with some uh, CPC money for some new trails and such. Mm-hmm. So if you've never been down there, come down and catch a nice baseball game of 11-year-olds competing to try to get to the state tournament. Wow, that's awesome. So is that like a summer league that they're doing? It is. It's what we called when we were kids the all-star team. So oh, you yeah. take all of your recreation teams and create a, a one-team travel team that competes in a in a statewide tournament. It's actually a national tournament. So it starts in the district and we start uh, Monday night with two of the best coaches in all of Marshfield. uh, Stephen Studley and John Camesso are uh, coaching with me. Unbelievable. And the team is really uh, coming together. Awesome. So you don't just play in town, you're playing other towns? Right. So now the town league has ended. So now we're only playing other towns. Travel. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, um, Mark's nephew's kids were playing the other night and they played against Quincy. Yep. So he's he just made that and she had no idea. They're like, Congratulations, you're one of twelve and she's like, One of twelve what? Yeah, you're right. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so Right. It's exciting. It's an honor to be on one of these teams. Yeah, that's awesome. So which one of your sons is on there? So this is my middle son. My older son is playing for the twelve year old Marshfield team, which starts today. Okay. They're playing their tournament in Duxbury. Nice. Um, on a bigger field as the twelve year olds play in a bigger field and they're um, in the state tournament, mm-hmm. in it's uh, hosted in Duxbury. I think their game is at one o'clock versus New Bedford, so that oh, should be a good game. That's awesome. Yeah. You'll have to give us a little highlight every so often on I how will. they're doing throughout the season. So good luck, boys. Is, what's the name of the team? Is it just Marshfield? Just Marshfield. Yeah. Go Marshfield. Yeah, they represent the yeah. town. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I know that uh, one of the reasons why you've had to take a little bit of a backseat and a little hiatus with the show with us is not from life and business right. and all that. Just from the show is because you know te- you were doing football was it like That's a right. flag, flag football right you were doing all that stuff yeah. well these are the important years like right. with the kids so 
work-life balance, right? Yeah, exactly. And thank you, boys, for letting uh, one dad and Coach uh, Styles leave you this morning because I'm really happy to have him here with me today. Um, we have all kinds of different regulations and things that are coming up, so I know we want to talk a little bit about that. I thought it would be really important, too, for us to just sort of highlight what's going on in the market. Um, I also want to talk a little bit later, too, about some of the awesome stuff you guys are doing over there. Again, I do work with Emmanuel a lot, but do you have another? We do. We have a uh, we have a really nice team of attorneys right now uh who's finishing it out is ben cody he's been absolutely phenomenal he's a he's a newer attorney he's about two years in now but uh smart as a whip really yeah i haven't met him yet so i'll have to go over there and introduce myself sometime one of the things is your staff over there is awesome Best, best in the best in the state, Sharon. Yeah, I really think so. I yeah. mean, you guys do. It's very seamless whenever we do a transaction with that with you with you guys. Um, and it's funny to say, like, as much as I need you guys as the attorneys, it's almost sort of like the the girls and because it's all mostly all girls, right? Uh, women, but women. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Well, whatever. Yes, and uh, <laughs> it, it, they are the most important component yeah. to the to the transaction. Um, you know, we we begin the transaction and we help negotiate the parties together. But when it comes to the back room and um, getting the transaction to the closing table, there's a lot that goes on, Sharon. And that's, mm. the, you know, part of what we're going to talk about with these regulations revolves around them, really, mm-hmm. because um, if you cannot maintain compliance going forward, you'll be out of the business. Yeah. And uh, I do believe truly that we have the best compliance backroom office staff support whatever you want to call it team mm-hmm. um, anywhere around and, and, and tell us where you're located so we're in marshfield our main uh headquarters is in marshfield right on 139 where mm-hmm. if you know where evolution fitness is uh we're right between um santander bank yeah. and sullivan tire we're on the second floor above evolution you a lot mm-hmm. of people drive by it every day and don't don't Thank realize you. it's there, but we're right there on the second floor, and we have a second location in Boston for some of our mm-hmm. our urban clients. Yeah, does Emmanuel go in there a lot? He does. So Emmanuel lives up there, so yeah. he kind of um, heads the Boston office. It's yeah. mostly by appointment only. Yeah, um, we've we've leased out a lot of the space, but we we meet the clients and handle uh, transactions up there, and yeah. it's usually Emmanuel since he's up there. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I was up there to be honest really? with you. Yeah, yeah, I want that Boston market. Now I'm going to open an office in there sometime soon. That's but what with I the name, do. it makes sense. Right? I know. We're connecting Boston to the South right. Shore through real estate, right? right? But I have to tell you, one thing I do love about Emmanuel, and we always kid, you you, got, you come into our office, you give us training, you guys are really, really good to us. And for me, as a broker, um, things sort of shift in my head a little bit. One, it's being, you know, being a good real estate agent is knowing all the rules, all the regulations, yep. so you're best for your clients. But now I have another layer of making sure that the 34 agents that are at Boston Connect Real Estate all know what those rules and wow. regulations are, too. Right. You know, so you guys come in, you give us some trainings, you're really on top of everything with us. I'm, you know, concerned that there's a couple things that I'm concerned about with these regulations, but in a way, I feel like it's going to flush out the bad, don't you? It it absolutely is, Sharon. I mean, you're right on. For the the professional uh, folks in the real estate uh, industry, you know, Boston Connect, Styles Law, uh, some of the lenders that we deal with on a daily basis... It's going to be business as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that are unorganized, who um, have difficulty maintaining compliance and quality control, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And we'll see the, that fall out relatively quickly because basically to, to explain it in a big picture, global type of um, explanation, 
it's a federal regulation that's coming. It was supposed to come on August 1st, but mm-hmm. um, folks weren't ready. Yep. Um, actually, the folks that enacted the, the law weren't <laughs> ready. They didn't, uh, they didn't do what they were supposed to do to get it launched on time. So it's going to launch on October 1st. It's, it comes, it originates from our new uh, administrative board called the CFPB, the Consumer Finance Protection Board, which came out, uh, basically came out of nowhere after the meltdown. So basically this, this organization was created to make sure that we don't have another 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all remember 2008. It was a, a tragic time, but it came out of the Dodd-Frank laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the CFPB was created out of that 1,500-page document. Yeah. Um, but they're there to administer over real estate transactions, now, residential real estate transactions now. So we're not talking about a commercial transaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not even talking about a transaction where somebody pays cash. Okay. We're protecting the consumer. And, and basically, we're protecting the consumer from the banks. Okay. So that's where it originated, and that's the purpose behind it. But with all regulation... Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of red tape. There's probably going to be increased costs to the consumer because of the increased regulation. But that's the main purpose behind it. There are a lot of good things that are going to come out of this. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a difficult transaction uh, transition Sorry, yeah. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of lenders are already completely prepared. A lot of, of my uh, competition and my colleagues are yeah. completely prepared as we are. Yeah. Um, a lot of the real estate agents are getting prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they are the last to really know about it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think your uh, governing bodies of NAR and MAR have done a very good job no, of educating um, us about it. We're pretty it. upset about it, yeah. too, by the way. Yeah, and, and you should be, because the reality of it is is the, the regulation is going to be strict on the lenders and the lawyers, mm-hmm. but the interface is going to be with the real estate agents. So when yeah. the closing may need to be postponed, who's going to deliver that news but yeah. the real estate agents? So I think it's it's imperative that the real estate agents understand exactly mm-hmm. what's happening and why it's happening. And I don't think, again, your governing bodies have done a very good job educating you, but there's still time. So hopefully yeah, we'll get everybody up to speed. I know recently um, we already had one class in my office with the title company had come in and, you know, a question came up about like, well, the forms look different for us, you know? So right. we do the standard offer to purchase. Yep. We're using the greater, Bo- we don't even use the greater Boston one. We're using the Mar. Ma- ones, yep. Massachusetts Association of Realtors. So we were asking this question. And I was like, oh, let me just call the legal hotline because as a broker, I can call the legal hotline yes. for Massachusetts. And I finally got through and I said, I'm just curious if you have changed any of the language in our forms. You know, it's at that point, it was like, okay, August 1st is right around the right. corner. Right. We should really start learning how to use these forms. And their answer to me was that they were just going to sort of see how it all washes out. Wing it. Yeah, like, how do you do yeah. that? Like, and I think that the person, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of um, things that make me nervous about it is that if something does get delayed, sort of the repercussions along for the moving companies right. and for people who rent and have right. no place to go. What about the people who live right. in state but don't have family and have no place to go? Right. There, there's a lot of uh, unintended consequences that are going to come out of this mm-hmm. and, and collateral damage with 
folks that aren't even aware that this is happening, like the moving companies. Yeah. How are the moving companies going to deal with it when they have to mm-hmm. charge somebody four times as much as they initially quoted because they have this stuff on the truck? I, I do believe, again, that the professionals, you know, your office, my mm-hmm. office, the lenders that we deal with, will be able to end around the emergency, pull the fire alarm, the sky's falling down situations preemptively. Yeah. Um, I think the we are going to work through the new purchase and sale agreements with a provision that that uh, takes these things into consideration. But the reality of it is, Sharon, and, and we've been preaching this, as you know, for, for 10 years, that the real estate transaction is a team approach. Yeah. You know, the attorney, the real estate agent, the lender all have to have an open dialogue of communication. Everybody has to be aware of where we are in the situation mm-hmm. if there's an issue. You know, there's no pointing fingers. It's where's the solution. Um, But I've also been preaching that both sides of the broker's transaction, whether you're representing the seller or the buyer, should have that very similar open dialogue Mm -hmm. with that very similar team approach. Mm -hmm. Yes, you you need to represent your client zealously, of course. But I think the ultimate goal of your client is to buy the house, to sell Mm -hmm. the house. So, you know, you might be make you know creating a disservice for your client if you stand up and puff your chest out and Mm -hmm. pound and negotiate every little hundred dollar item as opposed to getting together as a cohesive unit with the ultimate goal of closing the transaction and um and those that can that understand the big picture of it will service their clients and and have uh have a much more successful practice than those that are pounding the chest and, and and causing causing problems. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. I know the best transactions I have is when both agents on both sides are sort of calm, cool, and collective about the whole situation. And then, you know, then you get attorneys involved that are calm, cool, and collective. And there's, there always gets to a certain point where I say, when I can see the other agent maybe puffing the chest right. or trying to start the fight with me or, you know, who do you think you are? Do right. you know who I am? Right. I've sold, you know, if I right. hear one more time, I've been in this business 35 right. years, I'm going to strangle right. somebody, you right. know, and, and things change. And I just try to stay calm, cool, and collective. And then when I feel as if it's getting a little lost, it's not worth it to me anymore. You right. know, I, I just I'm so beyond right. putting up the fight. I say, why don't we let the attorney sort right. of work with this? Right. Because you guys do such a good job of taking the emotion out right. of it. So I think it's just by osmosis. We're working so closely with our clients, and we know their situations. Maybe it's a terrible divorce. Maybe right. it's a an estate sale. Right. Or someone just lost their parents. Right. You know, all those emotions can definitely come to us. So I think that that's why the agents feel like, do you understand where my client is coming from and what she has to do? Right. Do you know that I've been on the phone with her at midnight for the last seven days? Yeah. I I always joke that 90% of your job is is therapy because... Moving, buying, selling—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot to it, yeah. and there's a lot of emotion involved, and and I think more attorneys need to understand that because sometimes you know in my space of the transaction, it's very cold. Yeah, you know, and it's very transactional, and you have to understand where these people are coming from and deep down what's what's going on in their world. But um, you know, the more that this regulation does take root, the less. Uh, unprofessional people I believe will be there and and, mm-hmm. and that's the goal ultimately is is to make sure that this tran- these transactions are smooth and um, and lawful yeah right you know because there's a lot of uh, shady backdoor dealings that go on in some of well, these well that's transactions what they're getting too. rid of basically right completely yeah completely and the but the reality of it is 
uh, not to get too technical with it, is it's all focused on the banks. So if there's a mistake in the transaction, whether it's my office that makes the mistake or the lender's office, the lender is going to get fined. Mm -hmm. So they're um, hyper, hypersensitive about who is handling their closings, which is where I see the washout. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to be on October 1st, but April 1st, 2016, the landscape of who's handling closings will be much smaller. And I think ultimately it will be better because people will be familiar with one another. Yeah. And, you know, the relationships between my office and another office who handle transactions with each other on multiple times to the given mm -hmm. month. Are, it's less apt to be a confrontational situation. I have situation. to tell you, I can absolutely see that. And I think when you have a team, you had started off with this, when you have a team working for you, I think one of the things that works out so well is, you you know, to make the perfect chocolate chip cookie, so to speak, you, you need a little bit of everything. So I think with us as real estate agents, our job is to have that emotional relationship with, with our clients. But I know if I have a, a situation that I know is going to be a little sensitive or something mm -hmm. like that, I'll call you separately and say, right. hey, Mark, just to give you a heads up, this right. is probably why this person's going to seem a little aggressive right. or a little, uh, you know, tired, upset, sad, whatever, giving you sort of that head start. Right. So at least you know how to, you know, maybe not be as cold or something like that. Right. But I love the fact that you guys are unemotional about it. Right. it. It's just what, let's just deal with this. Well, oftentimes by the time we get that phone call, the negotiation is complete. Yep. And sometimes those negotiations are smooth and and yep. fun. And yeah. sometimes they're not. Yeah, sometimes you know, they're sometimes the home inspection negotiations over little things get personal. Yeah. You know, especially with the seller. This is their home. They're leaving their home and you're picking on things that they liked. Yes. Um, so by the time that you know, phone call comes to us as the referral to represent one side of the transaction, there's some hostility. Mm -hmm. And it is our job to kind of diffuse that and, and, mm. and get people back focused on the on the goal, which yeah. is to, you know, you listed your house because you want to sell it. So yeah. let's sell it. And pride of ownership right. is huge. And when right. you do get that, you know, the generation that's been in that home for 35 years and, you know, I built that myself. I just right. went through that. And, you know, and here's the other thing, too, we were talking. Again, this is Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mark Stiles from Stiles & Associates. And, you know, one of our favorite attorneys that we have here on the South Shore. Of course, 781-837-4900. My other favorite, I'm not going to lie, is Emmanuel. I just <laughs> adore him. You well, know as long that. as he's on my team. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be hard, though. If he ever left you, what would I do? He's not leaving uh, He would me. never leave we you. We have a good team. No, going. he's awesome. I love him. Um, and he's great. You know, the other night, actually, something, you know, there was a switch of attorneys uh, for the seller side, and uh, you guys were working with the buyers, and, you know, he was up late, like, answering right. emails at night, and I thought, by 8 a.m., I had already had a revised, you know, copy. Right. But when you're talking about you knowing the other attorneys, I think right now there are... Um, because there's been a lot of inter-office sales going on in right. my office. Right. So uh, it's nice. I think I have three or four deals with you guys right, right. now that it's with the same attorney right. on the opposite right. side. Right. Which makes it so nice. Right. I'm like, here, guys. Go it, team. It is because everybody understands, again, you know, I'm going to beat the dead horse here, but it's the ultimate goal. There's no reason mm -hmm. to create unnecessary conflict when no. it's not there. But what you speak to Emmanuel doing the work late at night. It's... You know, with technology now, it's great. We're 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 on the cloud now, so Emmanuel yeah. could be doing this from 
his living room yeah. while watching the Red Sox game or, you know, sitting sitting at the beach really doing the purchase and sale agreement. It's nice that we don't have to come in and punch the clock yeah. constantly anymore, which it's, mm. uh, it's a relief, actually. Well, we'll talk about that a little right. bit because talk about punching the clock. I think I might have said a few weeks ago, I ended up doing an all-nighter. Yeah. Really? I haven't done that since I was 18 right. and I was in right. Cancun and I saw the sun come up in my office. You should have <sighs> seen me, Jesse. I went in the, at that morning at 8 a.m. and just kept on plugging along, plugging along. And before you know it, it was 5.15 a.m. Wow. Thursday morning. Wow. I'm not doing that again. No. I'm getting too old for that. Right. Mark, do you agree four and a half years ago before I opened this office, I was a lot cuter? <laughs> no. no <but laughs> it's like I was the, I'm the president the first, you know, the first term there. Um, but again, Running you, a business ain't easy. It is not. And people say, boy, isn't she lucky? Yes, right. I get to work a lot of hours. Right. But um, you are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mark Stiles from Styles and Associates. If you have any questions for us, please give us a call, 781-837-4900. Keep in mind that his baseball team let him come here today, so hopefully you'll call us with some great questions. We'll be right back. Barbecues, parties, reunions, uninvited guests. Rid yourself of biting bugs with Ehrlich's Mosquito and Tick Control Program, a barrier between you and them that lasts for 30 days per application. Fight the bite. Call Ehrlich, formerly Watchall, your local pest control expert. 781-331-9022. Hello, my name is Mark Stiles. I'm the principal attorney of Stiles & Associates, a law firm located in Marshfield. Our practice focuses on real estate transactions. So if you're looking to purchase a property or sell a property, Think about Styles and Associates. Whether it's the home that you plan to raise your family in or looking to diversify and purchase a real estate investment, the attorneys at Styles and Associates can help. Whether your transaction is traditional or one that's more complicated and unique, such as a short sale transaction, a bank-owned property, or a foreclosure, we can help. Our goal at Styles and Associates is to make sure you understand the entire process, have all of your questions answered, but most importantly, are adequately protected. So give us a call at Styles and Associates at 781-319-1900 or check us out on our website at styles-law.com. S-T-I-L-E-S-law.com. Styles and Associates, where personal service and professional excellence still matter. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. 50% more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. 
And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mark Stiles from Stiles & Associates. They are our favorite attorneys here, real estate attorneys. I want to mention that, Mark, because... You know, I know sometimes, well, everybody knows that listens to me. I bring on the best of the best here and we give the most, you know, sound advice that we can regarding laws and everything, but about real estate. And I keep on saying to my client, like, I know I have a client that will say to me every so often, oh, I have a cousin who's an attorney. My mother's an attorney, but they end up being defense attorneys and they're, they're in court all right. day. And, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five, we're working with the attorneys, the appraisers, all those people. It's after five and weekends that we're helping people look for houses right. and everything. But to have an attorney who you know, is not a real estate attorney, this is really going to affect them, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you if you need your appendix out, you're not going to call the dentist. I mean, <laughs> they're doctors, but they're not surgeons, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, the, the new regulations are going to expose that even more. Um, yep. Again, the banks are so concerned about their liability that they're only going to let certain law firms, title companies, what have you, handle their closings because they know if an error is made, they're going to be penalized. Yep. So they, we, they've already started vetting us out. So a lot of uh, the lenders, where there's certain requirements that we have federally um, along with uh, what the bank has as their own proprietary mm-hmm. requirements. Um, and some firms just... W- will not or choose not to comply therefore they're just going to fall Mm -hmm. out and i've talked to a lot of attorneys in our space because obviously the title insurance companies are the ones who help educate us yeah and we've been invited to a number of uh of lectures about this and and really uh kind of taught back and forth dialogue on how are we going to deal with this and so forth and even those that are invited to those types of meetings haven't done what is necessary to have been ready for August 1st. And and we're talking about these were in Mm mid-June, 45 days out from what was D-Day. And they weren't even close to being ready. And we said it's October 1st, but I thought I read it. They actually changed it again to October 3rd. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. What day does October 1st fall on? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, well, I can look that up later, but I I thought maybe I read something just because I was doing some research. But the other important component, and and again, not to get too technical with this, because the consumer is not going to see a lot Mm -hmm. with this new regulation. It's really the professionals who are dealing with it. What they're going to see is, is just a more um, dynamic, more focused transaction with probably higher level professionals. October first is a Thursday. Is October, it Thursday? It's Thursday. Okay. So. I'm on the case. I'm here. For <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Yes, no He's good for so many things. Yeah. You know, but, but so the technicalities. Before I lose my train yeah. of thought, there, Sharon. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, is, um, it's for loan applications okay. dated October first and after. Okay. So we as real estate professionals won't really see any difference until probably mid to late November. I'm, I'm guessing there'll be a lot of September 30th loan yeah. applications. Oh, yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, 45 days later, will the actual closings happen? And the one thing that the consumer will see with the transaction, the difference that everybody's going to see that it will be most significant is the three-day rule. Yep. Um, for most homeowners, they've refinanced in the last 10 years. For most homeowners, they've probably refinanced five or six times yeah. in the last 10 years, but the way the interest rates have uh, slowly dropped and gone back up mm. and down again. Um, so 
if they are understanding how that works, which is we close their refinance on a Monday, mm-hmm. but the loan doesn't actually take effect until Friday, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very similar transaction for those people who understand the refinance. So if you're closing on the purchase of your home on Friday, mm-hmm. everything needs to be ready and tight by Monday. Mm-hmm. So they'll have the buyer being will have received their uh, closing disclosure from yeah. the bank, and it's going to come from the bank. The bank again is responsible for it. With the help of their attorneys, will create this closing disclosure. Everybody's calling it the CD. And once that happens, nothing can change. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to a refinance. The difference is, is in a refinance, they're signing all of their documents and then they have what's called the right of rescission. So for those three Mm -hmm. business days, they can say, this isn't exactly what my loan officer told me. There's some fees in here that I didn't like and so on and so forth. So they sign on that day and then the loan, quote, funds. The money is transferred from the lender to their, their agent being the lawyer in Massachusetts. And on Friday, everything disperses and mm-hmm. mortgages are paid off and everything takes effect. Mortgages are recorded. In the new normal, which I'm calling uh, these new regulations mm-hmm. is the new normal for us, is on Monday, the closing disclosure is delivered to the buyer. The buyer receives it and acknowledges receipt of it, whether it's electronic or, or some other uh, primitive form. But they receive that closing disclosure and then nothing can change and we all close on Friday. So the way I see it happening is, A, the consumer will be very happy because they have time to go get their bank check and they have time to get prepared for the closing as opposed to where some of the lenders, as you know, hopefully none of the ones we work with, but a half an hour before the closing on Friday, here's the numbers, here's the disclosure, here's your, you need to bring $54,000. What? I thought I was bringing $17,000. What happened? How did the math get so messed up? Um, Well, they'll have that time to, okay, review it. Oh, that's right. We were going to put a bigger deposit down, but we didn't. We were going to do a higher loan to value Mm -hmm. mortgage, but we chose to put more money down. That makes sense. Okay, boom. Tuesday rolls around. It washes over them. Wednesday, they have the funds transferred. Mm -hmm. Thursday, they're doing, they're prepared and and Friday they close. Yeah. So for the consumer, it's, it's going to be nice because they're going to know there's not going to be that last minute fire drill, but for the bank, for the real estate agents and for the attorneys, we're just circling our calendar, you know, five days before the actual closing date. We're, we're saying, okay, it's closing on June 30th, mm-hmm. but all of our calendaring is going to say June 25th because yeah, so we like that's the date. Yeah, basically. Right? Soft basically. Close, yeah. Because I know that uh, the title company that came in, I wish I brought one with me, but she had an awesome uh, timeline, right. you know, like a little chart yep. with a timeline and everything. I was just trying to find it on my computer. Um, actually, I might have found it, but um, which is really nice for us to be able to, you know, to follow that along. One of the things that I'm a little concerned about is I think it might be more difficult to do 30-day close. It's going to be difficult to do back-to-back. You tell me what's going to happen with home inspections. Yeah. Uh, well, those are three... Not home inspections. Um, walkthroughs. Final walkthroughs. Yeah. Those are three um, important topics for mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Probably the, the most important of the three. Um, so let's first talk about the walkthroughs. So yep. a lot of times in a real estate transaction, there'll be uh, certain items negotiated. So we were talking yep. about before the ad um, that 
you have the pride of ownership and the buyer comes in mm-hmm. and says, well, I want this fixed. Well, your deck isn't to code. We'd like you to jack it up and fix it, and we'd like you to remove the mold that's in the basement. Yeah. Okay? So that goes into the purchase and sale agreement. So the bank's going to see that. That needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there'll be a provision in there that says the seller agrees to do X, Y, and Z, by a certain date. Mm-hmm. The bank will then send out their appraiser again to determine whether it's done. Sometimes there is items that need to be done that won't require an appraiser to come back. Smaller items, um, you know, fix the broken window, you know, paint the the three season room, whatever it may be. Yeah. So we're expecting to build in into the purchase and sale agreement a two-tiered walkthrough. So we're expecting the seller to complete everything within 10 days of closing, seven days of closing. So there'll be an initial walkthrough to determine that the work was done. And then, as it is currently, there'll be another walkthrough the day before or the morning of the closing to determine basically that the seller moved out and that they moved out without damaging anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a couple good stories to tell you about that because I had a client moving out of state so it didn't, you know, it wasn't a back-to-back closing. They were moving out of state, so they were out a week before. They were bringing down, you know, one of the box springs, one of the balusters. Yeah. They cracked one of the yep. balusters. Try to find a contractor who will come to fix yeah. one baluster, right. by the way. Right. Impossible. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was a lot of headache, and it took us literally four days to get somebody in there really? to try to get wow. this one thing fixed. So the situations like that, we can't, we won't be able to say anymore, like, take care of this on the side. Like, No, we won't. But the reality of it is, and, and this is, again, you know, chicken little with the sky falling down, that people are running around saying that, you know, any little item, if the water bill comes in late and it's $50, we're going to have to postpone the closing. The reality of it is, is the only time we're going to need to postpone the closing is one of three things happens. The annual percentage rate on the loan changes. Mm-hmm. Or there's a prepayment penalty on the loan that wasn't there, not going to happen. A and B will not happen. We have, in Massachusetts, for a primary residence closing in Massachusetts, prepayment penalties went away in the 08 era, okay? The APR change means that a significant amount of costs Mm -hmm. have have been incurred that increase the cost of borrowing the money. So yeah. you have your interest rate, you have your straight interest rate of you've agreed to your lender to pay 4.5%. But but with recording costs, attorney's fees, bank costs and everything, uh, that gets factored in to create the APR. If that changes by more than one-eighth of 1%, then the, um, the loan will have to be mm-hmm. put on hold, basically re-underwritten, disclosed, and, and extended. Those, you have to go through those those waiting periods all over again? You would have to go through that waiting period. And that's that's where everybody's freaking out, where if the, is the water bill going to create the opportunity to go back into underwriting and delay the closing? Most of those littler items will not. Okay. The, other, the other thing that happens is if they change the program. So if the, if the uh, consumer had agreed to a fixed rate mortgage, on and then they were disclosed that it was a fixed rate mortgage and then two days later they wanted to change it to an adjustable rate mortgage 
then things have to yeah. be held and, up. And, and that's just like, preparation. Things like that make sense to me. I remember back in, it must have been around that 2008 time, um, I was at a closing. I was the listing agent, and I was at a closing, and the buyer was there. And I don't remember who his agent was or anything, and I don't know who his loan officer was. Well, I do, but I won't share. <laughs> and um, sitting there at the table, and the rate went up. And the right. poor kid was sitting there, and he's like, what do you mean? This isn't what you told me. Right. He's like, oh, well, you didn't lock in in time, or he made up some excuse. You know, here's somebody who's looking at the buyer's financials, knows that he can financially afford an additional $400 a month, and lo and behold, his loan went. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that they're sort of doing yeah. that aspect of and it. That, and that's what's, that's the purpose of the new regulation yeah. is so that the lender can't blindside the poor consumer who who's unaware. You know, a lot of what happened back in that go-go day, which was terrible, and we, didn't, we didn't deal with any of the lenders that did this, but they would sell, they would pitch interest rates. So they would tell people, you know, your interest rate's going to be 2%. Remember the negative yeah. amortization loans? But they didn't tell them what the product was. Yeah. They would say, you're, you're going to buy this $550,000 house and your payment's only going to be $1,300. Well, that doesn't really, Makes sense, that yeah. doesn't pencil out. Be- but what was happening is they, were te- they didn't tell them that you're not even paying all of the interest that's due every month. They're going to back end that. That is going away. Mm-hmm. So the consumer protection... Um, component to this is is good in that respect and you know and everybody will deal with the regulations and again it's just going to be the new normal yeah i think it's just going to be you know some time to just figure it all out and everybody understanding i have to get like my oil adjustment sooner than later right you know hopefully it's not in the middle of the winter when you're using a lot maybe it's one of those things where you know the seller has to leave you know half a tank you know what i mean maybe that's written into the offers right one of the things I was talking to Emmanuel about this the other day, and I do this anyways, I, in my offers, if it is oil, I always say, you know, the remaining oil and tank to be included in the sale. Sure. You know, so we're not dealing with all of this stuff at the yep. end, you know, that's writing a extra good way checks. To, that's a good way to deal with it. Yeah. And, you know, for me as a buyer's agent, the seller generally isn't thinking about it at right. that time. They're like, we're right. talking about $500,000. Right. Why does she right. care about the oil in the right. tank? So, but you know what? I do have a friend that's on the phone and I told you this earlier, so I hope you don't mind. We're just going to break in just for one minute. He, we could do a completely whole show with him talking about a States and yep. all that stuff that happens when you have parents who pass away and you have siblings who are, I want more, I want more, and all those things. Well, we can um, come back for that show, too. Um, perfect. <laughs> um, David Litchfield is on the phone. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, and I know that you're down there having um, another estate sale down at your mom and dad's place. Yes, our garage estate sale and Saturday mornings has been like the Antiques Roadshow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you give everybody the address so they can head over there first? It's uh, 373 Winter Street in Norwell, okay. right, on, right on the Situate line. Yep, he is the last house on the left before Old Oak and Bucket. So, David, one of the things that we were talking about, and you're not the norm, and I was telling Mark about you a little bit this morning, is, you know, the situation where we don't see many, many, I guess, sons or daughters like that think the same way you are that seems more on the opposite side where everyone's always just concerned about the money i want my inheritance i thought it would be great for you to just share real quick what your story is about like your mom and dad's house and why it's so important to you to sort of preserve that whole thought i'll try to keep i'll try to give you the short story yes please Um, (laughs) after my father got out of the marine corps he uh, went to wentworth and he designed the plans to build his own house for my mother 
you don't hear that story much anymore. No. But they were married in 1950, and um, he built the house with the best of materials. It was hard to find good materials after the war. And um, it's just a really special spot. A lot of love and care went into it. And um, I figured he had the hard job of building it. And so over all these years, I've just done my best to maintain it. And um, it's just um, it's just pretty special. So as far as all the contents of the house, um, you know, we... Um, We've just been finding a home for stuff, and um, it's it's been a little tricky. Any family going through this sort of thing, as people have told me, it can be very hard on the siblings. Um, my brother and sister were were okay with selling it, um, you know, early on, and um, so I found a way to, to to buy them out with a commercial bank loan based on my third equity, and um, I'm just carrying it out to, to wait for the right answers to come. Mm-hmm. on what I was going to do with it. Yep. And I know one of the things, too, Mark, with him was that his siblings were just like, let's sell it and get the money type thing. And he's like, no, like, we, we have to go through mom and dad's stuff. You know what I mean? Like, these are all things that are important. to, And they were really important to him. Um, so he ended up buying the house and bought them out. So oh, yeah. I thought that that was great that you did that. So we're going to maybe try to get you on the show another time to talk about all the ins and outs of the estate but i absolutely wanted you to have the opportunity to get people down there if they want to buy the house the house is for sale so uh we can talk just real quick sharon it's not not so much about selling the house it's it's who to pass it on to yeah the house i bought over in pembroke i call the woman every year and i thank her for, for selling me the house because it's it's the lifestyle i live on the pond and it's it's not just about the house it's uh she owned it for 42 years, so I knew that she wasn't just selling a house. She was selling a piece of her life. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, there's probably a lot of similar stories, but it can be hard on siblings. And I did read up on some tips to be generous with each other when it comes to... Uh, it was like Christmas going through everything. You know? mm-hmm. and, uh, just respect the, fact, respect the fact that we're all different. Some can let go of things quicker, and some... Take a little more time. I know. Well, I'm getting the signal here from Jesse that I have to get to my commercial. So I really appreciate your calling. And again, give the address so everybody can go down to your estate sale. It's 373 Winter Street. And if you're coming from Old Oak and Bucket on the Situate end, it's the first house in Norwell. Absolutely. And if you're looking for a new home and you want a little piece of paradise, you can feel free to call me off the air and I can uh, introduce you to David. So there you go. Thank you for the opportunity, Sharon. You're welcome, David. Hey, thank you for that little card you left in my door last night, by the way. Oh, that's nothing. You, that's why I stopped by there was after talking to you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank Again, you. Again, that was David Litchfield, and he says that he's my next husband. My signal looks, <laughs> my signal looks a whole lot like me tweeting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I think he's giving you the signal now. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to go to a quick <laughs> break, and then we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Mark Stiles. I'm the principal attorney of Stiles & Associates, a law firm located in Marshfield. Our practice focuses on real estate transactions. So if you're looking to purchase a property or sell a property, think about Stiles & Associates. Whether it's the home that you plan to raise your family in or looking to diversify and purchase a real estate investment, the attorneys at Styles & Associates can help. Whether your transaction is traditional or one that's more complicated and unique, such as a short sale transaction, a bank-owned property, or a foreclosure, we can help. Our goal at Styles & Associates is to make sure you understand the entire process, have all of your questions answered, but most importantly, are adequately protected. So give us a call at Styles & Associates at 781-319-1900 
or check us out on our website at styles-law.com. S-T-I-L-E-S-Law.com. Styles and Associates, where personal service and professional excellence still matter. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. Plumbing problems are inevitable. Sad to say, do not fix it yourself. After all, that's your home you're living in. McNamara Plumbing. New construction, renovations, repairs, service calls. McNamara Plumbing. Fully insured. 781-294-7100. McNamara Plumbing. 50% more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. <laughs> this is Sharon McNamara sitting at the kitchen table here at WATD with my friend and colleague, Mark Stiles from Stiles Law. He's located right in Situate. He has the best of the best. Situate. He, not Situate. We were just talking about Situate. We were. Yeah, I'm sorry. From Marshfield. We were talking about Situate because I was talking <laughs> about my boat. Sorry about that. Um, so he is from Marshfield. Um what was I going to say? Oh, if you want to call, hey, we had no callers today, but hopefully people are just listening to everything that we have to say because it is important stuff. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. The I think the takeaway from today is that everybody should know that having a good team on your side through these regulation changes. Hopefully, the buyers and the sellers aren't going to feel any repercussions from it. No, um, I, I don't think they're going to feel any difference. They're going to. They're going to feel like they have more knowledge earlier, and that's really good for the consumer. But beyond that, it's all going to be behind the scenes that they're not aware of that is Mm -hmm. changing for us as professionals. Well, I think that some of the things that we had heard and we started talking about this was, you know, we have to have the final oil reading. We have to have the final water reading. We have to have, you know, a a bunch of these things before. They're telling the title company that came to us said, you know, 10 days before that we should have those things so we can be well prepared. That's what I want to do. I want my office and my agents to be well prepared for your office. Right. Right. So we are going to make your job a little bit easier. Here you go mark here you go emmanuel here's the final water reading here's this that and the other thing which allows us to give the bank more opportunity to be prepared and there there you are with the team approach again and that and that's the way it should be and and then the consumer sees a very seamless process with a smile on their face by the time they get to our conference room 
everybody smiling, and that's the ultimate goal. Absolutely, and you have a beautiful conference room, by the way, again, over here in Marshfield, right on 139. Um, the one thing that happened to me this week, I was supposed to have a closing yesterday, and my client uh, had an oil tank put in. She had one um, she had one home inspection, and something came up about the oil tank, That and then she decided that she was going to replace it. Yep. Had That deal sort of fell apart, and then we got another buyer, and they didn't say anything about the oil tank, and my client had already decided, I'm taking care of the oil tank anyways. Right. I don't want this as a hazardous thing. Not right. that it was, like it was nothing major, but her family can take care of it. Right. They have an oil company. Somehow or another, it got on the purchase and sales agreement or it got back to the appraiser. They're putting in a new oil tank. They waited a couple weeks before the closing to do it just because he was getting paid on the HUD. So it was like, why have sure. him strung out 30 right. days for payment? Lo and behold, the bank called and said, um, well, you have to have, you know, take some pictures. So we went out, took some pictures of the oil tank, the tag on the on it, everything. You can see it's brand new. Um, we had receipts from the, it being installed. Wednesday, we're closing Friday. Wednesday at four fifty, I get a phone call. Uh, they have to resend. They have to send out the appraiser. Right. They're not accepting the pictures. Right. I was like, well, why did they ask for them? Because right. we could have had the appraiser out last right. week. Right. But think about this: we did not close yesterday. Now I have two clients. It's actually you know one is one place, one right. is another place. We have a child in the middle right. who ha- they're deciding where that person's going. Right. A person who's giving up their rent. Right. Like, these are disastrous. These are these are things that I do not believe will happen in the new normal. They, they may with certain folks, but the lenders are going to be well aware that this, is, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. And I believe that those things will be addressed in the purchase and sale agreement where the underwriter will see them and they'll prepare and schedule the uh, appraiser to make that final inspection well in advance and everybody will be aware of it the oil tank needs to go in by x date because we got to give the appraiser a week cushion to get in there because Mm -hmm. the appraisers are busy with all of the other transactions that are happening so if we give them a week uh, cushion they'll be in all they have to do is make an appearance take their own photos and and deliver to the bank the answer that yes it's been done and we move forward um, the last minute stuff it, 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 it should go away I'm, I'm optimistic by yeah. nature um, but I do believe that wi- the way these regulations are written, the way the banks are responsible for the transaction they're going to own it and they're mm-hmm. going to you know, really review and team up with the attorney to determine what needs to be done prior to getting that closing disclosure to the consumer with enough time for the waiting period to close on time. Yeah, because I, one of the things I talked to, um, it's funny because I just happened to be, I'm going to be doing a collaboration with this with this bank, and I just, you know, I was a little disappointed because I thought we could have easily got that taken care of, but here's the good news. When something bad happens, you'll learn from it. Right. I'll never, ever believe somebody who says, oh, the, they said just take a picture right. of it. I'm going to say, oh, no, no, you send out your appraiser. Right. <laughs> well, and the, and the funny thing is, is they're trying to save the consumer money. It's silly. It's mm-hmm. it's $100 for the appraiser to come back out and reinspect. And part of what we're doing is we're crafting new language for the purchase and sale agreement for situations similar to this. And yeah. how are we going to craft our our provision and it'll probably be something along the lines of seller must have the work completed by x date yeah and the cost of the reinspection shall be borne by the buyer yeah because the 
seller can't really control the lender's cost of the yeah. appraiser, and it, it typically is a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars, and yeah. that's the cost of doing business. And as long as the new normal takes mm-hmm. place, and this is what it is, this is how it works. Just like the the uh, purchase and sale agreement we're talking about that is in existence right now with the oil, it is customary practice that the oil is measured and what the cost of the oil is at that day is what the buyer owes the seller. It's no different. We're just going to create this new normal that people will get used to and it'll be business as usual. Mm -hmm. One of the things um, we have not much time left, but when we have you back again, and again, I really do appreciate that. Up the doorbell gives me an opportunity to tell you a little bit about real estate. Uh, Lots of open houses going on this weekend. You can go to bostonconnect.com under the buyer tab. Find all the open houses, not only for Boston Connect real estate, but for all the open houses in the area. And um, I myself am going to be doing uh, two open houses tomorrow with Mark and uh, Mary is doing a couple with Phil. So we will be out there. Lots of Boston Connect ones going on. So please find us tomorrow. Again, you can go to bostonconnect.com or you can go to uh, southshoreopenhouses.com and find all those open houses. If you can't get there this weekend and you would like a private showing with a buyer's agent representing you, please give us a call at the office, 781-826-7300. Speaking of blogs, Mark, I want to talk a little bit about your blogs that you do. One of the things that you're doing a really good job at, I mean, you do a really good job at a lot of things, but... Um, this seems more recent to me that you're actually uh, more proactive with teaching. I don't, it must be for the general public, but I it see is. it as an agent too, that those are things that are teaching us your blogs. Yeah. Well, actually Ben, who we spoke about earlier today, the new, newer attorney has been, um, instrumental in the blogs. We started them at the beginning of last year and it, and it was an idea that came to me during the holiday season that, you and I and the other professionals that we deal with speak in another language oftentimes that we're speaking above the consumer because it's 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 it's, it's the buzzwords it's yeah. the standard language that we speak in our space and what we decided to do is let's let's speak to the consumer as though they're in kindergarten let's break it down to its most basic fundamentals how do i review an offer that makes sense how do I review a purchase and sale agreement? What should I be looking for? Um, how, how should I be dealing with my buyer's agent? How do I pick a, a lender? How do I uh, pick a listing agent? How do I get my house ready? All of these things. Uh, what, what's the difference between settlement charges and closing costs? So we've we've created these blogs that we've uh, you know slowly dripped out and are now on our website at styles hyphen law.com styles law.com and oftentimes when we first are introduced to a client whether it's a seller or a buyer there's three or four blogs that we recommend that they read and we'll send them out to them and um you know over the weekend if you have an opportunity read these blogs and then when they call us back they're a much more informed Mm -hmm. consumer a lot less questions um or the questions that they ask are a lot more involved and a lot you know they're seeing it at a much higher level which Mm -hmm. is great because the education component a lot of people go through these transactions like a whirlwind and i would i personally would much rather understand what's going on and i think that a lot of people would like yeah, to do that. And that's the thing is a lot of our, you know, the demographic that we're probably talking to right now, you know, they haven't bought and sold in a right. very long time. Things are different than they right. were 25 years ago, right. you know, so having that information is really important. That's why I say you definitely need a real estate attorney who is going to read these documents for you and make right. sure you're protected. We have the standard forms, but you're putting in a buyer rider, you're putting in right. a seller rider. Um, so all of those things are really important. Um, again, you are listening to Talk Real 
Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mark Stiles from Stiles Law. They are the best of the best. They are located right here in Marshfield. I can't say enough about Mark and Emmanuel. I mean, we've been working with each other for many years. I consider you guys friends, too. Sure. I know that sounds hokey, but I really do. (laughs) I recently had a situation with Mackenzie. I needed a lease. I mean, Casey, I needed a lease reviewed. And Emmanuel was so helpful um, with all of that. So I appreciate you guys. But if people need to get in touch with you, they don't have to go through with real estate agents. They can get you how? Uh, our, our main phone number is 781-319-1900. Again, it's again. 781-319-1900. And again, I uh, invite all of you to check out our website at styles-law.com and, and check out the blogs. Uh, you, you could learn a little something. Perfect. And we'll put a link back to Mark uh, and Styles Law at bostonconnect.com. You can also listen to this podcast on Talk Real Estate Radio. You can also find us on Talk realestateradio.com. Thank you so much, Mark. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you, Marshfield Baseball. (laughs) Yeah. Go green. Yeah.